What is up? Coming to you live from the Cat House in Montebello, California. This is Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, and my son immediately gave me the, the, the furrowed brows. Maybe he doesn't like the podcast voice, because he furrowed his brow at me. My son is currently, right now, on my left, your right, On uh, if you're watching this on the camera. It's uh, it's, it's Monday. It is Monday, Three March sixteenth, or as I like to say, it's three sixteen. And Austin three sixteenth means I just whipped your ass, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. If you're a wrestling fan, then you'll know that reference. And if you're not a wrestling fan, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sure you've seen Steve Austin in some films before he he settled on just doing reality television. Hey, yeah, it's we're we're here again. It, it's a uh, it's coronavirus uh, freakout week. We're all quarantine we're quarantining we were well, honestly uh, my wife and i have already been ready for this quarantine because we've been quarantined with our son <laughs> we, we haven't been going out for the last eight or nine weeks so th this is this continues to be normal for us like everyone else gets to just experience being home except they don't have an adorable little boy to to dote over and see his cute little smiles yes i i'm, I'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep looking to my side here because my son's right here. He's in his rocker, and he's rocking right now. You may hear him. I, I hope you guys get to hear him. Uh, like I, I, I told him, he, he, right now, he's the podcast producer right now. He, he has the, he's right next to the, to the format sheet. And uh, uh, you, you chime in whenever you feel like, you little smiley dude. Yeah, I'm not going to put you on camera. Because uh, yeah, yeah, you can't get, get permission to be on camera yet. Because you're, you're still little. Like I know you can give me an ooh or an ah, but... You're good in your producer role right now. You're keeping a smile on Daddy's face because you know what—that's what we need right now in this current state of affairs. Good Lord, we need some smiles. And I, I, my wife and I are fortunate enough that we have a little, like the the they, there's a reason they call them a bundle of joy because even when they crap their pants or pee everywhere, he peed on me today. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> he totally got me. Like the, the thing that every dad's been warning me, like, the, the, he's going to get you. And boy, this young man, you, you got me good this morning. It was, a, a that was a, like 5 a.m. Was that like 5 a.m., honey? Yep. No, the, our, our actual producer, Russell Lamone, uh, over in the background. Uh, yeah, 5 a.m., I'm, I'm, I'm hazily like, all right, let's just change the diaper. It's been a few hours. Let's change the little diaper. And I go to this dude and take him to the changing table. And I'm like, all right, that's a wet diaper. Let me get that diaper off. And then, blah, right onto my chest. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> and then my instinctual is like, I block with my hand. So, of course, I, I, he sprays onto his uh, awesome little Star Wars onesie. And I'm like, oh, what have I done? I should just let him keep spraying me. And I, and I had to change myself and change him. Rookie mistake, you know. We're, 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 we're at week nine of, 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 of parenthood. And still keep making these rookie mistakes. I, I should have just let him keep peeing on me. And then I, I, it would have just been me having to change my shirt. And not me having to change his onesie and his sleeper and, and, and everything. And then him be like, ah, why are you, why, why am I so cold at 5 a.m.? Just, uh, parenthood. See, it, it, it's built, it, 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 it has you, it has me and my wife Rosa, we're ready for this quarantine that's going to happen. Everything's going down. Apparently, as I was driving home, apparently San Francisco has been placed on a full, like, full quarant, uh, full lockdown, uh, quarantine, no curfew. Uh, so I, I'm sure they're gonna try to do that to LA, and LA is just gonna do a resounding 
nah, <laughs> there's not enough uh, National Guardsmen to enforce some sort of quarantine. There's not enough police to enforce quarantines here, which is why this whole thing is going to be a problem here in Los Angeles, because there's going to be too many ignorant people not observing these things that are going to help us out. But my, my, my co-worker, at, uh, the, my, my office mate at work, he showed me uh, this crazy video. How one of the biggest cities in China, they have managed, through uh, obviously through the means of communism and totalitarianism, <laughs> they managed to get their contagion rate down to zero. They, they, uh, this city with 8.5 million people got their contagion rate down to zero simply because everyone's like, here are the rules and you're going to follow them. Dude, uh, this uh, Japanese document documentarian, he, he, he documented all things. He's a Japanese dude living... I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the, the city, and honestly, I probably couldn't pronounce it, to be honest. But this this crazy video, i got to have my, my co-worker send it to me so I can share this. Like, they are in such lockdown. Anywhere you go, someone will stop you and check your temperature. You have to, like, wear your masks. You go to a restaurant, they will let you sit down, but you can't sit down. There are literal, you can only face one direction. There's little freaking signs on the sides next to you like or like you literally cannot see the per you can talk to them they're like six feet away uh and what what would really trip me out some like straight up freaking brave new world 1984 thing. like you have to check in everywhere there's qr codes everywhere you have to track your movement so that way they know if you picked it up or you get it they know exactly where you were at all times so like to hear freedom loving america this would be seen as some sort of you know what we call it ah uh, uh, you're infringing on our rights, but this this city in China, they got it down to zero. They have not had a a new case in 23 days upon enacting this stuff. Like there are places you can only drive one direction on the street. Either the, they showed the highways how like there was only one exit and you gotta stop. And there's a dude there. He's gonna check the temperature of every person in the car. And there are drones. They fly drones around to do PS uh, public service announcements. They're like, hey. Make sure you wear your masks. Wash your hands. Don't do anything. No. Oh. What, what, what was that tiger? You didn't like, did you not like the little... Yeah, see, he just... My son just furrowed his brow at me for the uh, the, 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 the the PSA, the, the loudspeaker. Okay. Well, we're making a note of that. The, 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 the nine-week-old does not like... <laughs> this dude can do the people's eyebrow. It's amazing. So it just, I was sitting there watching this video aghast, like mouth oh, agape. It was like, wow, this is the way they, they locked down the city. And my immediate response is like, that's not going to fly here. Like, we need that here. We need a full lockdown. Freaking dudes everywhere, keeping everyone in check, making sure everyone, yeah, you got your mask on. All right, you got, to, yeah, make sure you're not gathering people. Like, there was a certain area where, like, this documentary, he lives there, He, like, but he's not a Chinese citizen. They wouldn't let him in. Like, they scanned his app. He's like, nah, you don't have an ID. You can't get in here. And he's like, no, no I live here. Like, we don't care. You're not a citizen. The, the, your app says you can't get in here, so you can't come in. And they, and they enforce it. It wasn't like, all right, dude, we'll just let you pass. No, like, because that, you know, I imagine if they try something like that here in L.A., like, oh, what's up, homie? Oh, you, can, you can pass. It's all good. You from OC? You can walk through. It's like no, no, no. <laughs> that didn't fly there, and they got it down. And that's where I think a lot of people are not going to understand the point of this whole quarantine. It's like it's not to 
you know, restrict your freedoms is to keep people alive. And heaven knows that it's, it's we're gonna go see a lot more BS before we we, we get to the good end. <laughs> but I guess uh, the only way out is through, like I always say at work. Yeah. Ooh, that's right, Tiger. Ooh, you, you keep piping. Yeah, yeah. What's up? I'm, I'm gonna move the mic closer to you. What's that? You got something else to say, Tiger? Come on, buddy. Ooh. All right. Now you chime in whenever you feel like, son. You contribute whenever you want. So speaking of work, like, so obviously so certain things like I guess now Uber Eats and Grubhub, that's 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 popping off. I'm assuming as people are ordering food because as uh, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, drive part is coming. And movie theaters are shut down in the month. Bars and restaurants are only doing freaking drive-through, takeout, delivery only. But apparently, an unintended side effect of all this, though. If you guys don't already know, I work in video game distribution. I work for a big video game distributor. Over the weekend, I guess the first weekend of this, you know, people attempting to self-quarantine, apparently the, uh, the the solution to self-quarantine is buying video games. I, I think we had dope. Oh? You want to hear about video games, uh, buddy? Oh? Apparently, the solution to, to being stuck at home is to buy a bunch of weird video games. We sold... It wasn't just that we sold like popular stuff. We sold well. We sold some of the big stuff. Like a whole bunch of people were buying Just Dance, like it was going out of style. Uh, people were buying older Animal. The new Animal Crossing game comes out this Friday, but people were buying the old Animal Crossing. We sold like fifty something copies of Animal Crossing for the the 3DS. We sold like ten copies of Animal Crossing for the Wii, which was not a good game. <laughs> it was not a fun Animal Crossing game, so to speak. Believe me, I, I tried. That's the Animal Crossing game I probably spent the least amount of time with, but it's but we're selling all kinds of weird stuff. Like me and my boss, and we were just laughing as we're going through this, and we're just like, we sold Fugitive Hunter for the PS2, which lets you live out your fantasies of killing fugitives around the world. I don't think we sold a copy of that game in the last year. We we sold a copy of NHL 09 and NHL 08 for the PlayStation 2. Uh, again, another game which I, I was literally going to sit down and go through our, our history. Like, wh how, when was the last time we sold some of these games? It was just like some wild games are like selling, and it was just like, we sold ten copies of Sesame Street Cookie Monster Cookie Carnival for the Nintendo Wii. Ten copies. Ten. It defied belief. I was like, what? I, my boss messaged me. He's like, dude, we sold a lot of Sesame Street. I, you know, I guess maybe that's a solution for a lot of these parents who, like, because here in L.A., uh, all the little ones are, are stuck at home because there's no school. And I guess some of these uh, parents jumped on Amazon and said, well, I'm going to buy. We're going to dust off the old Nintendo Wii, or if they happen to have a Wii U, and we're going <laughs> to buy Sesame Street Cookie Counting Carnival. Boop, pop that in. It just, it's hilarious. And then I guess they're going to count. Ah? They're, they're, they're going to count Cookie Monster. I, I'm shocked it wasn't, uh, you know, Count Von Count. I would imagine Count Von Count's in the game. Uh, you Don't worry, something. You will know Cookie Monster, uh, believe me. He knows his daddy's a Cookie Monster, so he's going to know who Cookie Monster is. Real talk. And, oh man, I hope the mic picked that one up. I don't know if you Facebook people heard that one, but <laughs> that was pretty awesome, buddy. Yeah. It's just, 
yeah, we were just going through it. I'm just like laughing, and like one of the other managers, like, oh no, we 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 sell those games. I'm like, we haven't sold that game in six months. Shut your mouth. It's like this whole coronavirus thing is causing people to shop wild. Wow. Like we sold so many rhythm games. Ah. Huh? Oh, buddy. What's up, buddy? What's up? Going to come up here with Dada? Want to come up here? I'm not gonna put your face on camera. Come here. Come here. Come here. All right. Alright, Bubba's here. I gotta put this guy at ease while we're doing this live. Hey, we're doing it live. This is a live show here. Alright, Mama Bear's turning off the swing. Alright, what's up, Tiger? You gotta, you gotta put the little guy at ease. I guess he, he, he was unhappy. I had a feeling this was gonna happen. Uh, I figured it was gonna happen halfway through the show, but here we are. <laughs> this, this is the fun of going live. Oh, and and I, me committing to, to taking care of the child during the show. I wanted, I wanted to hang on to the boy this time. Because usually it's like, here you go, wife. I know I just got home from work, and I'm going to do the show. Like, here, take the boy. I'm like, no, you know what? I, I wanted I wanted this guy right here next to me. Oh, Kia Fam. Oh, my Lord. I saw your message earlier about that. Oh, yeah, restaurants. Oh, Kia Fam is a restaurateur. And I, you're an OC, and I'm sure OC is imposing those type of restrictions. It is. People can't go out. I, I'm hoping you guys have a good takeout menu or, or, or hopefully have... Enough customers are willing to buy takeout to help to help out the bottom line over there. I mean, it's already tough enough to run a restaurant, but then to have to freaking like deal with this. Yeah, I, I keep reading stuff where like where Seattle has already been hit really hard by this, and there's already restaurants that are just instead of temporarily closing, they're just shutting down because like that that amount of lost lost income is just it, it's so devastating that they 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 just can't maintain operations so. I think that those are the people really being hit hard. Like all the service industry jobs, I've seen several of my Facebook friends who work in food service as a waitress, as a bartender, as a waiter, you know, doing that, that they are just out of work and they're, they're trying to figure out, I mean, a few of these people, I don't think they've ever filed for unemployment before and they're trying to figure that out today. Uh, old Governor Newsom here in California has declared that all these, you know, that... They're not going to deny anyone unemployment at the moment. Ah, oh, it's okay. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. We can't walk around. I mean, we're in front of the camera. If I pick up the camera, maybe we can walk around a little bit. Yeah, service and hospitality are just nuked. Yeah, hotels. Uh, every time I watch the news, they keep showing LAX. And LAX is like, it looks like a ghost town. LAX looks crazy right now. It, it, it's, it's insane. They, they keep doing the... oh. Our, Producer is moving off screen. There we go. <laughs> our, our executive producer, Rosalie Moon, is taking the young man so he can walk around because he, he 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 likes mobility. The young man, uh, the, the the swing wasn't doing it for him. Uh, now uh, Mama Bear is taking him so he can move around the house and go. He, he my my son is quite the admirer of art. Like right now, he is looking at a piece of art on the wall and he looks at it very intently. But Las Vegas, yeah, MGM, they announced this past week that they're shutting, they have to temporarily shut down. It, it, it's insane. Uh, it, I mean, yeah, my brother was out because, like, my brother works with me now. And uh, he was asking me, like, what's going to happen to us? I'm like, well, our, our video distributor, thankfully, we have, like, less than 10 employees. So I don't think anything's going to affect us yet. I mean, obviously, the, the one thing that would affect us is if suddenly, if they shut down uh, UPS, United... <laughs> Uh, the postal service and uh, and Amazon, then yeah, we uh, we'd be effectively well, no work, <laughs> we're done. We have to figure this out. It's gonna be it's gonna be me suddenly jumping on eBay, um, 
uh, 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 slaying all my old Nintendo stuff. Like, hey, who wants to buy old Nintendo stuff from old rep Nintendo rep Drake? Because I need to pay the rent and buy food for my family. Uh, hopefully that doesn't have I'd like to think they're not going to shut down transportation or 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 carrier delivery I am bad with words this is that's the thing about being a parent my brain is at like 30% capacity right now it's like a 30% optimal level if you saw that video of me doing my, my Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, tribute earlier it, I was not of sound mind and body I, I could have done that one better but I just did the one take and I said screw it yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, for for gamers right now, I guess it's I guess it's gamer Christmas right now because now all these people are stuck at home and they get to work on their backlogs and hope that they don't die. <laughs> and then Animal Crossing comes out for the Nintendo Switch this Friday, and everyone gets to live a, a normal life through their village or just like what our corrections or retractions department key fam saying right there on the on Facebook Live. It's it's nuts. Uh, yeah. But like like I said earlier, we we've already uh, my my wife and I have already been kind of living the um, the isolation life because we're parents of a newborn child. We're not going anywhere. We we barely managed to go get me. I I, I snuck out to go get a eye exam, and then we we did a short trip to go get me some get me these new glasses, and that's been the extent of our ability to travel. Like we can take my our son away. Or maybe at most an hour or two away from the house, and then we're done. We're like, oh, double it back, flip back, rewind it back. We gotta get home because <laughs> uh, the, the 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 home alarm has gone off. Wah, let's get back home. Wah. Yeah, like he, he's not he, he hasn't built up his tolerance to being being able to be outside. Say right, right. The Irvine would talk about gamers. How is social distancing distancing any different from every other day? Yeah, it, it, it's, it is no different. It, in fact, was it up? The PC uh, gaming service, Steam, they they recorded, I guess they had a record number of concurrent online players. They had 20 million players all at the same time. I'm kind of shocked that that's a record, but I guess, you know, for the, the, the PC Master Race, that's a, I think it's a whole lot of these PC gamers all playing at the same time. I, my God, it, it, it's insane. And boom. I did not get to touch any video games. I think the most I got to I get to play some of my phone games. I kept uh, joking with my coworkers. I'm like, this weekend I'm gonna play my Nintendo Switch. Nah, that didn't happen. The only Switch I did was move my son from my right shoulder to my left shoulder. That's the only Switch that happened <laughs> this whole weekend. But aside from that, but because we're practicing isolation, well, the one thing that we actually did manage to do this past weekend was watch a bunch of Netflix. Uh, my wife th threw on Netflix and she just randomly, uh, she saw a show uh, on, on, the, on the queue and just randomly picked it. It's a show called Ugly Delicious, which I, I don't know if anyone here is familiar with it. I was not familiar with it at all. I, I had not heard of this uh, celebrity. It's a celebrity chef, this Korean celebrity chef, uh, uh, David Chang. And it was actually a pretty amazing show. If you guys haven't watched it, and yeah, I'm sure... Uh, most of y'all might be stuck at home for the next who knows how long. Uh, give it a look. It's actually really fascinating. I, I personally love watching food shows. I, I can sit and watch food porn all day. I, I, I love food shows. 
back, back when a lot of the old Food Network shows used to be on Netflix, and then uh, my, my old, old tablet job had me working from uh, working from home. Bang! I would just watch freaking Man vs. Food, uh, the Great Food Truck Race, Iron Chef. Uh, I, I I love that stuff. But yeah, yeah David Chang, yeah, right there. Uh, yeah, this show is really cool. Even though like it's weird, like. My first immediate impression, like, I'd never heard of this guy before. I think I'd heard of his restaurant, but I, I didn't know of him. I was just like, wow, this guy's a really endearing asshole. <laughs> like, he, he's one of those people that says it exactly, exactly what he thinks. Oh, see, yeah, and then I, I barely, I see Irv mentioned that, yeah, there's a, I guess they did, they separated the show. They did a second show called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner, which I, I guess now we're going to have to, we're going to have to track that down on Netflix as well, because I guess they, they do that alternating with this, um. Ugly Delicious. Well, this Ugly Delicious, it's like one-third food show, one-third travel show, and one-third social commentary <laughs> show. It, it, it really takes the, the concept of food and, and, and turns around. I, I, I feel like in the, the first season, his, his big premise was to, like, to shatter uh, authenticity like he want, or shatter, uh, shatter conventions where it's like, oh, you can only cook things this way. Like the, the, very, the very first episode of season one was all about pizza. And he's traveling the world. So like he, he goes to you know, New York. And oh, in America, oh, New York is the place where there's you know, legit pizza. You know, the, the New York slice, so to speak. And then they're, they're, there's, they, it's funny because they have all these different little arguments. They're talking about what is pizza and what isn't pizza. And, you know, this, you know, this Italian dude's like, oh, dude. <laughs> David actually orders a freaking Domino's pizza. And he's like, oh, like, I enjoy this. I, I know objectively it is not good, but it tastes good to me. <laughs> it's like, and then, then, then this, this other dude, this time he's like, no, that's not pizza. It's like, it's cut into squares. It looks like little cardboard things. It's like, no, but for whatever, it, it, fulfills, the, like, it fulfills the need. And they, they travel to Italy. And they talk to, the, the, apparently there's like a freaking, uh, a, a consortium of Margherita pizzas. And then you have to do it the Margherita way or... So you can be a part of the union mafia of of this pizza consortium, <laughs> and you can be approved as a legit Margareta pizza place. And it shows, a, and then they go visit a dude who like left that consortium. He does his own thing with the pizzas. Where oh, he he does whatever he wants. And David's freaking like nutting really hard. Like check this out. This is what I'm talking about. Fuck convention. Fuck authenticity. Freaking be creative. Have fun. And, uh, and then they travel to Japan. And there's this insane, like, kind of, like, sushi pizza. And, like, they prepare it just like a pizza. But it's, like, they're putting freaking, like, high-quality tuna on it. And and mayonnaise. Like, they, they use the ingredients indigenous to Japan. They create this pizza. And then they're, like, they're like weird out. And, like, all the, it's funny. All these different Netflix personalities show up throughout the show. Because, obviously, it's, it's a Netflix-created show. It's, like... So, like, Aziz Ansari is with him in Japan. Now, apparently, uh, Aziz speaks freaking Japanese. And apparently, he speaks multiple languages. He's a big nerd, apparently. I haven't watched any of the stand-up. I just know him from Parks and Recreation. I, I haven't watched Master of None. But, yeah, it's like, they're eating this Japanese pizza. And, it, like, they're just, I guess he's trying to show how, like, oh, it, you know, it, it was really interesting. Uh, that first episode really, like, sucked us in. And then we just watched the rest of season one that day. And we watched all of season two, because the season two, they just added four new episodes uh, very recently onto onto the service. And uh, we watched all season two. And 
But there was one, obviously, as we always circle back, now that I'm a dad, there's one episode, the first episode of season two is all about David becoming a dad. And so, of course, my wife and I, we're just like, put on the seatbelt. We're like, we're in on this, we're all in on this one, freaking boom. We're like 100% in, because like, he was, I guess it showed his journey from like, finding out he's going to be a dad, and then... He's talking to all the other chefs like, how do you feed your kids? And like, oh, he's also contending with being a dad. How do you balance your career with parenthood? And it's just this fascinating journey, which is currently Rose and I, we're still trying, we're still figuring out how do we balance our careers and baby? <laughs> like, how do I, like sometimes like, how do I keep juggling? You know, I have a full-time job and I do all this podcast stuff. My wife works for the opera Ed does a whole lot of uh, seamstress stuff on the side. How do we balance all this? We, how, we were already spinning plates before. Oh, here's a very giant, delicate plate in the middle of a baby, our son. Like we got to focus on that. How do we keep spinning all the other plates? It's this. It, it made it, it got us very introspective in ourselves, but also we're watching this crazy career-focused chef a celebrity chef about how his life is like, oh, there's the old David and the new David. <laughs> and he's trying to figure that out, you know, how to be a dad. And I think my, my, one of my favorite moments was like his mom and his sister telling him like, you can't treat this like your job. You can't yell at the baby when the baby does something wrong. It's the baby's not one of your employees. It's a baby. <laughs> you can't yell your way through it. And it, and he gets really introspective about how, like, oh, he has to change the way he looks at his life because, you know, he's always, like, the ways he he would deal with life are not going to work with how he's going to deal with it, with his eventual child. And then you see, like, just that first episode just about that journey. And just really good. A really, uh, a really awesome show. My wife and I really in- enjoyed it. Uh, seeing, like, freaking Texas Barbecue. Uh, there was one episode where... Like, I was blown away to learn that the city of Houston, apparently, is a giant haven for Vietnamese people. And they have Viet Cajun food there, where, like, Cajun food, like crawfish and shrimp, is prepared Vietnamese style. And, apparently, I guess that whole, like, that whole region, Houston, Louisiana, I guess the one of the reasons it was easy for Vietnamese people to move there, to, to move there was it's, it's very similar geographically with, you know, the way the body of water is over there. And it's like a lot of, there were a lot of shrimp fishermen or like a lot of fishermen in Vietnam could just, oh, transition to be fishermen in the Gulf of Mexico right there. And it's just like, oh, like, you're learning about the world. And it's funny because like David, the, the the main guy, he's learning about the world. He's like discovering stuff. Something that I, I'm sure people have already known. I'm like, my, my boss already knew when I was telling him today about the show. It's like, um, yeah, you know, if you're from the L.A. area, I'm sure at some point you might have had an al pastor taco. That concept, that, that that's a Lebanese concept, the whole spit. And that's because, I guess, uh, long ago when, when Lebanon was overrun by the Ottoman Empire, a lot of Lebanese people left there and eventually made their way across the other, or, or, or around the world. That's why you have shawarma in somewhere, because, oh, they brought the spit there. And... Lebanese people brought the spit to Mexico, and oh, that's how. All right, let's put the freaking pork on there, and boom, al pastor. Like, and I was just like, huh. And uh, then there's a apparently a, a like around here where we live, there's like a Lebanese freaking taco shop where they prepare <laughs> Lebanese tacos. 
And then there's a, a like right nearby here in East LA, there's like Arab tacos where like they use like naan and they prepare the meat and they toss it in there and they wrap it up like a naan and they go here, a side and a naan or something. I was like, I, I'm learning stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to find the Arabic tacos? Yeah, I, it's somewhere in my backyard here. I don't know where. I mean, it's like, like, we're watching the show. We're like, oh, they're going down Olympic. Like, we know they drove by the Giants here. They're heading, you know, <laughs> they're heading east down Olympic Boulevard. Where did they stop? <laughs> like, like I want to know where that is. And they, in season two, they, they, they go to the, the uh, Newport Seafood. I've, I've driven by that restaurant hundreds of times. I think it's in Alhambra. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, what the hell? I was like, I, I, I know where that was. I've never been inside that restaurant. And I loved how, like, all the, all the stereotypes that Dave was saying, oh, yo, you know it's a good Asian restaurant when it's full of Asian people. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, yeah, we are at the, and Daniel, you are correct. We are talking about Ugly Delicious. I'm glad that someone else, Irv clearly is watching. Apparently, Daniel, you have watched it as well. And yeah, we 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 binge watched it the entire weekend, and yeah, um, it, it, it's just so funny in the the uh, the barbecue episode. Like I, oh my god, I want to find freaking the I want to do the Korean barbecue barbecue, where like you just take you prepare a brisket, but Korean barbecue style, stick in the smoker, and I'll, I'll I I want to know what that tastes like. I'm sure it tastes like gotta be, but still. It seems insane. Instead of just having the little tiny Korean ribs, you go, mm, num, 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 this giant slab of brisket, but prepared like Korean barbecue. That sounds amazing to me as a kid who grew up in the SGV. <laughs> ah, see, uh, James, you've, you've been you've been to uh, uh, Newport Seafood. Yeah, you've been there. They lo- they have, they apparently, yeah, they have lobster dish now. Apparently, they have a secret menu. You have to... You have to badger them into the secret menu. I guess it's probably easy when you're a celebrity chef walking with cameras and they're like, oh, yes, we'll bring you all the things. <laughs> I don't know how, how that would work for a normal person walking in to badger them into the into the off-menu items. But, yeah, the the whole show was really good. And uh, Honey, apparently there's another show what? on Netflix what? Uh, of David Chang. It's called Breakfast, Lunch, and Dinner. Okay, we're, we're watching it. We're watching that either tomorrow night or next weekend. <laughs> Uh, Taco Chronicles. Oh, is that is that something on, on Netflix as well? Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're just going to watch all the food on Netflix and just as we starve ourselves here. <laughs> that That's also been the kind of tough part because like, oh, I want to go out and buy more more ingredients, but heaven knows what it's like in, in the chaos of the of the supermarkets at the moment. I'm like, I, I'm going to have to leave. Uh, I'm going to have to leave work early tomorrow to hopefully get into Trader Joe's before 7 p.m. because they're closing early. And I don't know what's going to be inside the Trader Joe's when I get there. Uh, I mean, the, the L.A. Marrier was, was going out today. Don't worry. The stores are stocked. Do not panic buy. And, of course, it's going to cause a bunch of idiots to be like, let's go panic buy everything. Uh, it just, yeah. More, more food shows. Love, love the shows. There's a, yeah, yeah. Daniel, yeah, exactly. That's the same thing I said. I, I, I read something about it yesterday, but I didn't look further into it until, until Irv mentioned it. The, the, yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I guess, the, I guess during the, after the production that first, because I must, it took like several years, because like they're they're talking about stuff in 2016, and that show came out in 2018. I'm assuming all the travel, all the filming, and then all I can't imagine all the editing. Uh, being the, the the tech movie nerd I am, I was like focused. I'm like, man, this is some really good editing. This is insane. 
they're like they're they're not just going. I mean, when they go to Tokyo, they're probably hitting all the things that they want to hit. All right, let's gonna hit pizza. We're gonna hit steak. We're gonna hit this. We're, what are all the themes for this season? All right, we need to hit all these themes while we're here. <laughs> that way, we don't have to fly back here. Okay, we're gonna fly to Copenhagen. We're gonna fly to Turkey. We're gonna. They're going all over the world for for this crazy ass show. So yeah, I, I I'm not shocked that between 2018 and 2020 they only cranked out four episodes. I'm I'm assuming. Those first six were Herculean task. And yeah, and in that second season, David wasn't in as much because he's a dad. <laughs> he, he was sending out his, his friends, uh, one of which in particular, Irv and Daniel, uh, David Cho. That dude is hilarious. Oh, that dude slayed me every time he was on the screen. Like, he, like he, when he was in the steak episode, and he goes to the Detroit bathhouse, and he just called, he's, oh yeah, I'm David Chang. He's just <laughs> He's just throwing out the other David's name. Oh, man. And just pretending to be David Chang. But, yeah, the, I, I didn't know this guy was a local artist. He, he's done a lot of art. He's, he's one of those, you know, avant-garde kind of artists. Apparently, he's done some art from Obama. He's done art for Lincoln Park. He's done a whole bunch of crazy guys. I, I, I was like, I was hoping he'd be a great Twitter follow, but I guess he, he doesn't go on social media that much. But, man, this, well, when he took uh, David Cho to freaking China, oh, I was like, it's like, let's go get some donkey. No. And, and, and Chang was like, no, no, I don't want to eat donkey. We're not going to eat jackass. I'm like, no, man, this guy says it's the best meat. Like, number one meat, dragon. Number two, donkey. <laughs> you can't get dragon anywhere, so you got to have donkey. And, da- and, and Dave Cho goes in and gets the donkey. Man, man, this is pretty good. You're missing out. <laughs> and that dude is just mad cat. Like, they took him to Australia. and, and, and uh, he, was, he hit a giant knife in his jacket. Just to do the freaking crocodile Dundee joke at a freaking at a freaking restaurant, and uh, he did at an outback. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. All right, that's right. I, I I'd always heard of Jonathan Gold's name, but I didn't know that it was just a giant white man. <laughs> and then my wife my wife tripped out because I guess one of her favorite uh, podcasters she got to see who that podcaster was <laughs> uh, when they were preparing the um, the. The Kanish. Yeah, that that's the one, honey. Yeah, we're learning the Kanish. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's so much discovery on this show. It's 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 such a it, it was such a revelation just from a, the random Wednesday of my wife going, oh, this looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it took a New Yorker to teach us about an LA icon. I know. It uh you know it is what it is, right? I mean, I already knew about Kogi though during the Taco episode. I was like, I was proud. I was proud. Proud already knew about Kogi. <laughs> uh, I just didn't know that probably, it's probably been the same old Mexican ladies who've been serving me the entire time I've been eating at Kogi for the last 10 years. <laughs> that tripped me out. It's like, it's the same lady? I'm like, it's probably been that same lady making all my Pac-Man quesadillas and my short rib tacos the entire every time I hit that truck up. You know, I know the homeboy who takes my money knows my name, but the, <laughs> I don't know what those old ladies know. You know, and Bal Andres rolling up, be like, "Yo, give me my Pac-Man, yo." <laughs> yeah, it just, uh, yeah, that show that 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 helped uh, helped us, you know, get through the weekend. And dang along, you still never had had Kogi. Uh, I'm trying to think. Th- Thursday nights over where you live, over where you live. Thursday nights somewhere in one of those Asian uh, shopping centers, the Kogi truck is there. Uh, if the if the schedule holds correct, I, I know I know their Thursday night location they moved around. I used to have this entire uh, 
I used to have their entire schedule memorized. I, I knew where they were at all times. Like, mon- uh, was it, uh, what's, uh, Tuesday nights, because they're off Mondays. Tuesday night at Eagle Rock. <laughs> Boom. Eagle Rock, right on York and Eagle Rock Boulevard. Bam. Kogi Truck, every Tuesday night, 6 to 9 p.m. They head over to USC at 10 p.m. <laughs> Thursday nights, they're in industry. And weirdly, Saturday nights at 10 p.m., for whatever reason, they're always next to the to the El Monte freaking Home Depot. This weird little street called Ellis Drive. Just right there. Every Saturday night, 10 p.m. Don't know. Yeah, Gaudi Honda. Yeah, that, I always like it. They always alternate between Gaudi Honda and Alhambra and this other Honda dealer in Whittier. It's like, I, I was obsessed. I, uh, it saddens me that I, I can't do a Pac-Man quesadilla anymore. The last time I, I attempted a Pac-Man quesadilla, I guess the amount of oil in it just upset me. It upset my body. My body's like, what are you doing? You're 40 now. You can't do this anymore. <laughs> you can't put this much oil and multiple types of meats in your body at the same time. You need more vegetables. <laughs> I'm getting old. Now, I'm restricted to, like, I can only eat just the short rib tacos when I go to the Kogi truck. I have to keep it simple. Let's <laughs> keep it safe. Because, yeah. La- last time, it was just like, oh, I felt terrible the whole night. I'm like, why do I feel this way? What? Why are the- Why does my inside feel like garbage? Why do I feel like a garbage disposal is, like, rumbling in my tumbly? It's like the oily ass, all the oily ass cheese and the, the triple sauce and the triple meat. I, apparently, my body can't do unless, unless I carry a giant container of Tums with me. I can't do it anymore. It's just the old age. Father Times, undefeated. But I, I still know where all this. <laughs> I used to check it so often. Where like I'd be traveling to the OC. I'm like, oh cool, they're in Irvine. Let me go hit them up right there. <laughs> they're they're near you sometimes, Irv. Over there, they they come by. The, the Naranja, the orange truck, get it? Orange truck is in Orange County. Get it? I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, and they used to come out to Burbank. Like when I worked at Disney, they would be at Burbank like every other week. Uh, and I had a couple of coworkers who were like, do you know when they're coming? I'm like, they're coming next week. We got this. And we'd walk on over. It's like walk two blocks from the Disney building over past St. Joe's. Boom. They'd be right there. Get get our Kogi on. I, I, met, I met famous... Uh, artist Jim Lee one time while waiting in line at the Kogi truck. I was just standing in line and I'm like, I think Jim Lee's, in-. I remember I was tweeting and Facebooking out, I think Jim Lee's in front of me. I don't want to say anything. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> and then I eventually did. I'm like, I was like, I'm sorry. I know who you are. I'm Jim Lee. I just want to shake your hand. I grew up, I was a young man reading X-Men and Wildcats and all the other, and I even dropped Divine Right just to trip him out. I was like, whoa, you read that? I'm like, I'm a big nerd, sir. Worked at the comic shop forever. Here's my card. <laughs> I, I, I nerd. I, uh, it's because of Kogi. I've done so many dumb things. <laughs> I've, uh, I've done many a dumb nerd thing, but God, I miss Pac-Man Quesadilla. I, uh, quick, uh, I'll do it. tell a quick Kogi story. The only reason I learned about the Kogi, uh, uh, the the uh, the Pac-Man Quesadilla, because the one I, I kept getting the Pac-Man. Burger, because uh, the 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 Pac Man's like I guess because like the uh, like the Epsimonimus video game character Pac Man eats everything. They just created this burger where they just put all three meats in a, in between two buns. They put the pork, uh, the spicy pork, the uh, the gaibi, and the and the chicken. 
all together in a one sandwich. And so I, I was ordering that consistently. There was one night where I went to the El Monte truck. I guess, oh man, we don't, and the dude tells me, I don't have enough pork for a Pac-Man burger, but I can make you a Pac-Man quesadilla. And I was like, go on, tell me more of this Pac-Man quesadilla. I want that now because it's not a, it's not a menu item. It's apparently it's a secret menu item because they come, they basically combine all three quesadillas into one. And after he told me that, I ordered that like every time for like five years. I was just like, oh no, that's my order now. I'm like, I'm getting that every time. And I would introduce that to my, my buddy D-Lo. He, he, he was getting, he, as soon as I introduced him to that, he got that on the rail. Like, yo dog, I gotta get two of these, dog. Although now, he, he, he's not eating those anymore because he's gone vegan. I think the only thing he can eat at the, actually, I think the only thing he can eat at the taco is probably, at, at, at Kogi now is, is the tofu tacos. And, I don't know if they're prepared vegan, because I think they're prepared on the same damn freaking grill as all the meat. So, I think that place is uh, out of line for him now. He's gone full vegan. Man. I don't know what else to tell you guys. <laughs> I'm tired. It is. It's 316. One of my favorite pro wrestlers of all time. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Today is that day. Oh, let me just move right here. Oh, hell yeah. I, you know, I still listen to his podcast. His podcast. I, I was one of the first podcasts I, I think I started listening to right along with WTF and The Art of Wrestling. Irv is the reason I started listening to The, the Art of Wrestling. So I, and Mark Maron. I said what I said WTF. The special. Oh, yeah. we That's something else we watched on Netflix. Th- thank you, honey. We watched the new uh, Mark Maron stand-up special. And, oh, boy. <laughs> It's quite appropriate for our current end times because like, he, he's talking about the end times in his, in his special. And good God. Oh, thank you for reminding me about that as well. Or, you know, that thought was in my brain earlier, but I got erased by Kogi. But yeah, so the Mark Maron special was really good. And then the announcement that just came out today because, uh, you know, everything's getting shut down. March Madness is gone. The NBA season is pretty much gone. Uh, poor XFL. Cut off before it could even start, and and then today we learn that uh, WrestleMania is not going to be canceled. I guess it WrestleMania is still going to happen, but they're going to do it at their uh, performance center. They're not doing it at the Raymond James Stadium in, in Tampa. Oh no, no, they 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 can't do that. No, you can't gather sixty thousand people. I, you know, and they're going to do it. They're going to move it up to Orlando, and what what they did this past Friday. And what they did, what they're doing tonight on Monday Night Raw. I'm sorry, live audience. I gotta keep moving around. Uh, <laughs> they're just gonna do it at. The, they have this training facility called the Performance Center. It's a, it's this big ass building in the middle of a freaking Orlando, uh, freaking industrial complex. I'm probably sure no different from the warehouse I work in. It's just, it's a warehouse in the middle of Orlando that they turned into the Performance Center. It's a big gym. And uh, in, in their biggest area, they, they just throw up a ring, throw up some freaking black freaking curtains. Put, they put up a bunch of chairs, and no one's going to be sitting in them. Yeah, this past Friday, no fans, just literally the two wrestlers, a referee, and two people commentating. Occasionally, maybe someone else runs in. I guess that doesn't exceed the maximum of 10 that the, that the administration was telling us we can't gather more than 10, or they're advising us not to gather more than 10. Yeah, so WrestleMania with no audience—that's that's gonna be a thing, in, in, in about a in about in a, few, in a few weeks. 
on, on April 5th. Uh, you, I am morbidly uh, uh, curious. I, I, I can't wait. I am so excited. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know why. I, I, I'm excited to watch a WrestleMania without an audience. It's going to be the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to look like one of my local indie shows. But it won't even. It's gonna have less attendance than one of my local indie shows. It's it's just gonna be. This is the the ultimate humiliation for Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> that that because so, he's a control freak and he can't control this. He, the only thing he can control is that he's just gonna do it. He's gonna pay Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg for a couple million a million dollars each to wrestle in front of nobody. <laughs> oh. I, I honestly, I, I hope they don't. See, right now, uh, Irvier mentions they should continue piping in cheers and booze. Like, so when, when, uh, when, when, when Roman Reigns uh, overcomes Goldberg, they're going to pump in some fake noise. Like, this monumental achievement of uh, who's going to beat the man, Goldberg. Uh, ah, you know, Daniel, it's okay. We can still be friends. Don't worry. I, I, I don't judge people for not watching wrestling. I, 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 have, for, I have forgotten such things of judging people for what they watch or don't watch. I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a wizened old man. <laughs> I, I don't do that anymore. I used to. I, I'm, I have no doubt that I've done that in my, in, my, in my youth, back when I had hair on top of my head. Yeah, Roman Reigns will get the biggest cheers of his life. None. <laughs> uh, unless they send out the, uh, the NXT... They send out the NXT people, and they have to stand six feet apart, and they have to go all cheer, but they can't go over fifty. So they got to send out about thirty or so NXT people, stand six feet apart, and go and cheer, cheer for Roman when he defeats Goldberg. You'll hear the echo when when Drew McIntyre kicks freaking uh, Brock Lesnar's head off. You'll you'll hear the echo of his of his of his Claymore kick. It. it it, I I I'm I'm excited. I, I am I am so excited. <laughs> oh yeah, apparently yeah. UFC doesn't want to give up. Uh, Dana White is is digging his heels into the ground. Uh, uh, he's insane. Uh, he, he, even uh, even Vince McMahon learned he can't. Uh, oh, green screen audience. That would be hilarious if they did a green screen audience. You want me to? You want me to take the boy? Let's take the boy here. Let's close out the show with a little bit of. Baby boy right here. Oh, because if there's one thing this little guy loves, is to fall asleep on me. He, he, he's already asleep. I am his bed. I am, I am like his second favorite bed. His first favorite bed being uh, on, on, on Rosa after he's finished feeding. But yeah, no. Uh, don't worry. I can still keep talking. He will sleep through my, through my velvety voice. <laughs> yeah. I was on the phone with old Pete Molini yesterday. <laughs> we were talking about the fate of our East LA Comic Book Art and Pop Culture Expo. That's going to be fun. Uh, we, 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 there will be news on that soon, I hope. But yeah. Oh yeah, or, or, someone was saying this. it's going to look like the old SmackDown games. Ooh, I hope they do cut. They, they should do cardboard cutouts of people and put it in the stands. Because, ooh. I remember when they shot Bring It On 2 or Bring It On Again at Cal State LA. They had a bunch of cardboard cutout people around the handful of extras that showed up to the Cal State LA Stadium. So I hope, oh, that would be so great. They just do cardboard cutouts of all these fake fans. Or they could do, they can bring back the, like, all oh, that, the Undertaker guy with his eyes bugging out. They could put him. 
they 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 can get the the angry Miz girl. They can do a cardboard cutout of her. They can all all those all those all those fans that we remember from over the years of WWE. They can just do cardboard cutouts out of them. It'll be cheaper. It'll be cheaper than violating the law. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be so great. I I can't wait to watch it. I I, I can't wait to see some highlights of tonight's Monday Night Raw. I, I was watching highlights. Of, of last week's SmackDown and the scenes like it was so odd and weird because <laughs> also uh, apparently um one of the broad uh, the broadcasts that the, like, I guess the uh, the way it goes out I guess in Israel it showed what happened in the commercial breaks because usually in uh when they, when they're when they're doing those shows during the commercial breaks they're still wrestling they kind of just like do a little bit uh, they they don't work as hard but they still do something for the live crowd. But because there was no crowd, when they went to commercial, yeah, there, there was a match between uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks versus uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. They, they just straight up stopped wrestling. <laughs> but uh, I guess in Israel, there is no commercial breaks. And the, the feed was live, so it just kept rolling. So you just saw them just stop wrestling. You just see, like, them talking. You see, like, Nikki Cross, like, get up, and then Alexa Bliss walks over. And I guess they're just talking about the match. And the referee's, like, fixing the turnbuckles. And it's just like, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Look at how weird that is. And, it's, and then, of course, you know, people in Israel, you know, roll. They, they busted out their, their camera phones and recorded it. <laughs> and it's all over Twitter. We're like, look, they stopped wrestling. Hilarious. And then I was like, hey, man, there's no need to take a bump if no one's watching. Apparently Israel was watching, but they didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, wrestling sucks. Yeah, that is so true. Wrestling sucks without a crowd reaction. So this is going to be the most awkward WrestleMania ever. It's like I'm sure they're going to turn. They're, they're probably going to make a WWE will make a documentary and release it like next year, like the day before WrestleMania, like the year without a, a WrestleMania crowd. Oh man, I, I just I, it just dawned on me. The night after WrestleMania is going to suck, too, because you're not going to have all those awesome European fans who like to, like, let Vince know how much he sucks. Oh, I think I'm more heartbroken over that than, than WrestleMania. Uh, losing the, 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 the day after WrestleMania crowd of drunken Europeans. Oh, that, 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 that's honestly one of the biggest tragedies. What would really suck, like, all these wrestlers, because, you know, all these independent companies really piggyback off of WrestleMania that they, they all have to cancel the, all their shows are canceled and like hell like every single little wrestling show I, I go you know, on wrestling Twitter you see all these independent wrestlers who are like well I don't have any work for the next who knows how long and then and they're all like hey like, please go to our pro wrestling tea store support us because we don't have any money coming in and it just it doesn't matter who or where you are. It's going to affect you in some way, shape, or form. Who knows? Like, uh, my, my wife, you know, that she was just hearing how the LA Opera... They're just going to, like, well, cancel all the operas for the rest of the year and cancel the season. Canceling everything. Or, like, like I mentioned on Twitter, the baseball's getting canceled. I will tell you, like, I said this on Twitter, the happiest people that the season is delayed or possibly canceled are the Houston Astros because they are avoiding an ass-whipping that they deserve. 
They they deserve every baseball into their butts and into their shoulders, into their ribs, and they're not going to catch a single one right now because everything's canceled. They, they, those, I bet you those guys, those 25 members of the Houston Astros baseball club, they are more than happy to sit out the whole season and hope that uh, everything blows over and then everyone forgets in 2021 that they deserve an ass-whipping. I, I hope everyone remembers. I don't know, people, you know I, I, baseball fans have a long memory. And I'm sure the baseball players, the other baseball players, have even longer memories. But I'm sure right now they feel relieved to not have, not take a butt whipping that they deserve. Damn cheaters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, baseball has a long memory. That's true. Some, some players have kept grudges over seasons. But now it's like you're going to have the entire... Entire uh, freaking American League holding that grudge, and several teams in the National League holding that grudge against those damn Astros. So I'm sure that they're they're at peace right now. Oh, it's yeah. You know what? That's a good point, Daniel Long. It is marinating. It's gonna marinate. That their, their comeuppance is gonna is just gonna it's gonna be that much sweeter. Because yeah, in the spring training games they were playing. Man, I felt bad for the those bench guys who were in taking those baseballs in the butt like. Y'all weren't the ones cheating. We gotta get those starters. Those starters need to be the ones taking the, taking those bean balls. But we'll see what happens with this year. We'll see if there even is a baseball season. Uh, if the basketball season gets finished, I I I, I, I kind of doubt it. It's kind of kind of sucks since Los Angeles was feeling pretty good with the Lakers and the Clippers playing very well. There goes another year off of LeBron's career. How many more does he have? Yeah. Oh, uh, Irv, you bought some Dodger tickets this year? A oh, quarter season? Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, wonder if and when. Uh, I don't know. If our country has the discipline of China, we could be back up and running in like a couple of months, but I don't foresee that happening. Even in my, my, my heart of hearts, I don't see that happening. Uh, I, I can only hope the Dodgers get you a, get your refund for those tickets if the season does not happen. But it's wild out there, folks. Oh, wow. I, you know, it's funny. I told my wife, I'm like, oh, it'll just be a short episode. I don't have that much to talk about. And here we are. It's 8.57. So let's wrap this up. Especially, i got to put this little adorable man in his little bassinet so he can go take a nap. And then, well, as soon as I put him down, he's going to wake up. And he's going to be like, hey, this is not my bed. My bed is on your shoulder and your boob, daddy. So you see, he's calm. He is calm. He is out cold. Even though I've been gabbing at you guys this whole time, he is oot. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We're here every Monday. Hell, if we're all quarantined, I'm going to be here. <laughs> I'll be here every Monday. If they shut everything down, I guess maybe we'll just do, we'll just do some all-day stuff. Hey, who knows? Maybe I'll actually stream some video games. Ha, 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 ha. I do have a bunch of uh, Dre's Retro Game Minutes queued uh, in, in my holster. Uh, yeah, those are really easy to tape and, and store. Yeah, you know, Daniel Wong, you have two episodes to catch up on. Yeah, like, uh, Rosa made a surprise appearance on last week's. Hey, you can enjoy that one. Just like this little dude made a little appearance on today's episode. Uh, you can always follow me. Uh, at Dre GP Podcast. That's on Twitter, 
that's on Facebook, that's on Instagram. You go on Instagram, you'll see a funny-ass video of me doing a Stone Cold Steve Austin impression. I believe it's also on Facebook as well, because usually my Instagram shoots over to Facebook. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. You can always uh, catch them on Dre's Retro Game Minute. Those are on our YouTube page. Dre's Geek Philosophy on YouTube. I, I, <laughs> the, the awesome Patreon includes... I actually was working on the Patreon this past week. <laughs> or I was attempting to work on the Patreon this past week. Facebook is being really wonky, man, about sharing those links of the videos. And uh, if you want to support this father, support this son... You can go to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. There's a bunch of awesome perlers available, a bunch of perler art. If you like 8-bit and you want some art handmade by me, check that out. Etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Have yourselves a good night. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And I got some unintentional outro music over there by my wife's phone. Have yourselves a good night. We'll see you guys next time. Say bye-bye, Tiger. Bye, Tiger. We were supposed to say bye, not bye, Tiger. All right. For our podcast listeners on the audio side, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys next time.